This is Opposite Attraction Season 4, Episode 13. Awesome to all nations, but mostly Alaska. Your arms, legs, Coke, Zeros, Domino's, Pizzas. I'm trying for all the sponsorships. Me, Undies, and your co- great crafted websites at squarespace.com inside the vehicle at all times. Because this here is Opposite Attractions. I'm your host, Scotty Moore, joined as always by the littlest mouseketeer, Jim. Bum, bum, bum. Murphy! It's Jim. It's Jim. It's Jim. Uh, I feel like we would either be sponsored by New Coke or Crystal or, Pepsi or, or Beverly. Oh, no. From the Actually, Club yeah. Cool Whip Epcot. <laughs> I feel like Beverly would be the one. Uh, I did see a picture today of the soda thingies at Epcot, and that was out. So either. Everybody drank it all up, or they finally realized that they were selling, uh, like, antifreeze, or no. giving away antifreeze as a beverage. No, you have to keep that, because the only reason I go there is A, for Inca-Cola, which is delicious, or B, to prank whatever friend I brought. If See, the thing is, you don't remember when it had an ice cave outside? What? Uh, yeah, the entrance that's, like, facing the fountain... Used to be literally like a giant cave that said like ice station cool and it was supposed to be like a Antarctic ice station and there was like fake snow on the ground and it was cold as hell in there. Just in that section it was almost like a, a vestibule like you would walk through that and then through another set of doors and then you would be inside what it looks like now with the sticky floors. That's awesome. But they, they paid a cast member to like be in there shoveling. Oh no. That's not, that's on par with paying me when I worked at T-Rex Cafe to go outside and bury dinosaur bones every day. Garbage job. Um, so, well, I'm, but, uh, uh, explain, explain why you were burying dinosaurs, I mean, So here's what, what it, I thought we had discussed this on the show, that's why I didn't go too much into detail, but here's what it happened. I mean, I'm assuming at, like, uh. Um, that little play area in Animal Kingdom that like, because I think there are bones like under the dirt that they no, no, actually no, 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 have no, no, to no. like go in and do that. But In the front of the actual T-Rex cafe where I worked and was the best job I ever had, there, which is ironic given they also had the worst part of a job I've ever had to do. We had a little play area where kids could be their own little Dr. Ian Malcolm and just be like, life finds uh, a way. And then you unbury, unbury dinosaur fucking bones. Um, And so you would, uh, like, dig up dinosaur bones. But they were, like, basically made into the floor. So you couldn't pick them up. At the end of every night, and sometimes during the day if it was too busy, you'd have to go out there and rebury the dinosaur bones so the children could discover it the next day. It was a garbage job that got me almost back in shape. <laughs> um so you uh we we talked the other day and you informed me that apparently we got ripped the fuck off <laughs> um 
I, I don't have the actual uh, company name of who who did this of, of who did this but yeah there's like a theme park industry convention that they do obviously in Orlando every year yeah uh, I'm assuming up by Universal uh, mm-hmm. at that convention center actually no and I then, think I know this exact place because a lot of us at Universal were, went there for like the arcades too um but they uh so they they go it uh, the companies go in and they say this is what we're working on for the next year or whatever and one of the attractions that that was mentioned in the news article i read kind of stuck out as a thing we've done before yeah a little bit stick it out jim you said you don't remember the company name that's perfectly fine because they know who the fuck they are because they're listening right now because they kept <laughs> ripping us off I'm just saying guys if you're gonna do it at least give us some money on our Patreon or something <laughs> come on it, it does say that this is a game changer attraction yeah like all of mine <laughs> And yours, I guess. But hold on, I guess we should clarify so those at home aren't just like, did they make a fucking attraction with a flaming llama? (laughs) (laughs) That would be good. But no, it was actually probably one of my, I guess, my least favorite ride, but the most likely ride we've ever made to actually get made. Uh... Yeah, it does say that passengers board a pair of drop tower rides that would face one another and see media projected onto a transparent screen between them, or it might include actual scenic elements. In either case, by using gestures or onboard controllers, which I can only imagine what the gestures would be, it literally would be like dab and send the other riders down. No, Or just flip them off. Yeah, it's look them in the eyes, double finger. It says riders would be able to make the opposing tower rise or lower as part of the story. What story could you even come up with? We didn't even come up with a story and we came up with it first. Since no two experiences would be the same, the drop tower thrills would be compounded by the uncertain outcomes. I just want everyone at home, for those of you who have just joined us in the recent seasons... To go back to season two, episode two, where me and Jim made this exact fucking ride. Together. It wasn't even like a, I made a ride like this and Jim didn't. We collaboed. This was our first collabo and they stole it from us. I mean, if they, maybe it's only the collabos. So that means there may be a Puerto Rican theme park opening up soon with all of our shit in it. Well, I mean, they are going to apparently eventually do Brazil, eventually. Like, probably by 2082. Oh, yeah. Like, Epcot's 100th anniversary, they'll finally open another country pavilion. Oh, man. Um, Also, in addition to this, you did freak out the other day. Because you found another ride that makes you mad that you can't go to Tokyo. Well, it's not open yet, and I don't know when it does open, but that Beauty and the Beast crap can go F right off. I don't know. I wasn't as impressed as you were. Like, you've sent me stuff before, like the Pirates of the Caribbean, where Jack Sparrow turns from a skeleton into a dude. I was like, oh, that's really good. 
this one I was like, okay, it, it reminded me of kind of how I felt when I first saw Frozen Ever After or Fro- or um The Little Mermaid. Because it it's very reminiscent, just like a little bit better. I mean, I, I, I think I would have to see like the full body experience of Belle wandering like lost with a lantern. Yeah. Because I do know that in the American Adventure that there's a shot of like Mark Twain walking up a flight of stairs where it's literally like they somehow programmed it to walk up a flight of stairs. Oh yeah. So like if 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 you don't see like below her ankles and they it's just some kind of weird uh like pneumatic piston sort of information like that's like whatever, a Dalek but, like a Dalek yeah. climbing. But well, I'm hoping that it's like you actually see like feet moving somehow. I don't know how they would pull that off, but yeah. it just makes me mad because it literally looks exactly how I would look if I was in the middle of a French forest with a lantern. Yeah. Well, Jim, before we get into the main show, I do want to say rest in peace because someone did just uh, write an article called The Nine Walt Disney World Attractions We Lost Forever This Year. So this is our in memoriam section of the year since we're getting close to the end. Um, number one, Did, Stitch's Great Escape. Yeah, what? I was going to see if I could guess, but yeah, that is pretty much number one with a bullet. Well, my favorite is I didn't realize the last day of operation was my birthday as if <laughs> Disney gave this to me as a gift. They're like, this is your present. This garbage dookie ride's gone. Although they do act like it is not, even though many pictures have surfaced of things uh, trashed and destroyed. Oh, yeah. Uh, number two, I didn't realize this closed, but the circle of life in environmental fable is closed. Uh, yeah, I think that had to do with Ratatouille being opened. Oh, okay. Being worked out. I think whatever was back there was like a theater space, like a practice space. So I oh, think yeah. the story was that they closed the Circle of Life Theater to give people that were practicing back there a new practice space. Yeah, that's what I it's think. saying. Number three, something I didn't know existed Discovery <laughs> Island Carnival. Which, um, that's just a dance party that was in Animal Kingdom. Uh, that di- doesn't count as a thing. Yeah, I was fixing to say, a lot of these don't seem to be counting as things, because Disney, <laughs> Disney Junior Live is no longer existing. Star-Lord and Groot are gone. Um, now, this one does make me sad, mostly because I wanted to audition for it, but Jack Sparrow's pirate tutorial is closed. Yeah, and I saw... I did see some, uh, like soccer mom types online basically saying like i would really like to know if uh like the like jack's friend has found another place i could go meet them in disney oh yeah yeah. uh it does say that he still meet and greets um rafiki's planet watch which we all know about oh shit no i didn't know about this man I'm trying to think through what closed this year. This there was a one, lot like, of stuff. Dude, this just closed, and it makes me sad. It, it closed December 1st, and it's the Move It, Shake It, Dance, and Play It Parade. Oh, yeah, they they did. I saw, I saw a video of that floating around. 
That makes and me sad. Were, and, it, and the funny thing was, people who had never stopped to watch it before watched that video, and they're like, why'd they get rid of this? This is awesome. See, I never sat and watched it, but I did dance alongside it at one time, screaming at the stilt walkers that they were very tall. <laughs> um, and then finally, number nine, Mickey's Backyard Barbecue closes at December 31st of this year. I don't remember why that's closing, but I think they're... I think it's because of the construction that's going to be going on for Reflections on oh, Disney no, no. Nature it says, Resort. Uh, last day of the year, it is closing to make way for Disney's newest hotel project, which will be built over top the ruins of River Country. Yes, so there it is, Reflections. Yeah. So that Jim- is an awful name for a hotel, by the way. Yeah. So that is a that is a Mulan song. How dare you? Unless uh, unless uh, all of the windows are two way mirrors. <laughs> um, so Jim, this is a podcast where we build our own theme park, and of course this season we're rocking in the free world, and we're building a theme park all based around America. All the different states are represented. Also Puerto Rico and Washington D.C. But this week, you threw down the gauntlet. You told us to go up north. North to Alaska. Go north. It's cold as fuck. Um, so... Yeah, I, I was... When I was doing research, I was finding these, like, tiny-ass towns where, uh... They... They, they only get, like... 25 days of snow in a year but they end up getting like 70 inches of snow yeah and that where the the like record coldest temperature was like negative 55 yeah it's i don't want to know that's that's too much it's too much um but i will relent to you to go first on this adventure which by the way you said looking up stuff i looked up two facts and that's all I needed for my ride this week. I saw it and I went, I can build a ride off that. Blubber the ride. Mm. <laughs> Flubber the ride. <laughs> I am wearing my figment shirt yeah. since I forgot to last week. All right. So I will I will give it to you. Okay. Um, so I, I, I came up with this idea like a couple days ago, but I couldn't really figure out how to make it work. But I think my, well, I, I had the idea of what I wanted the ride to be about. I didn't know how to make it happen, but basically my ride building is kind of reminiscent of seven dwarves mind train. Okay. Uh, and that's kind of how the ride is. It's, uh, except the mountain is Denali or at least a scale. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah, because Denali is like 20,000 feet high or something. Yeah. But yeah, so there is a, a mountain that is supposed to represent uh, Mount uh, the mountain Denali uh, with a roller coaster built in and around it. Okay, that's awesome. Because the, the idea is basically that you are a, uh, a bush pilot. Like the beer? No, like... <laughs> um, Bush pilots were basically pilots that were around, like, I guess there are still people that do that kind of stuff, but they do more for, like, search and rescue. Oh, okay. But... 
So they're like also, human. Ver- they're human versions of the Saint Bernard with the medicine around its head. They also, I think, originally did like mail runs and things like basically to say like, hey. We don't have to, like, get a dog sled to go out to this town that's in the middle of nowhere. We can fly there, and it will be, like, 800 times faster. Right. So, essentially, this is kind of built like uh, Seven Dwarves, except that the ride vehicle does sort of look like a prop plane. Okay. In that, the tr- uh, like, you are on- in a car on a track, but there are, uh, like, um like pontoons below the track that are like instead of having like wheels or like uh landing gear Mm -hmm. because a lot of those planes like land in lakes or rivers or whatever uh or in like snow drifts and stuff so i'm I'm decided there's pontoons but also because you can't see this from the from like the outside of the ride but the general a, it has a like a launch start, like you're taking off from the gate. Uh, okay. But then you go, you literally go through and around this this mountain. But the end is like, um, how do I put this exactly? It's it, it doesn't get you wet, but it has the thing of like, oh crap, we're going toward water, and we're gonna land on water. Why not snow? <laughs> well, uh. Like I said, these things are kind of these planes are sort of meant to land like on lakes and stuff because oh, it's okay. slightly softer, I guess. I don't know, but because uh, Shikra uh, in Ta- Bush Gardens, Tampa Bay, Diamondback, the roller coaster, I can't remember where that is. Yeah. They, they do have is like their finale is basically like you f- the the coaster does go into water, but it doesn't it's... get the riders wet. It just gets everyone else nearby wet it like skims it because hulk does the same thing incredible hulk does the same thing yeah so that's that's kind of what the ending of this ride would be i'm calling it a stoller coaster s-t-o-l-e-r for short takeoff and landing fucking idiot um so (laughs) i like i mean i honestly do like the idea of doing a drop like a water flume thing but it's snow instead but live your bliss use your uh use your uh, there actually is a stole runway in uh right near the magic kingdom oh cool yeah it's right if you go i don't remember if it's before the contemporary or after but if you go that way toward the contemporary there is like this weird offshoot into a parking lot that like has gates up and stuff i think it's where they like train bus drivers how to drive the buses but i think originally the idea was that planes could land there but i think if you land a plane there now like if you take a tiny little plane and try to land it there they won't let you retake off you will literally have to like dismantle your plane and take it out on a flatbed truck what the fuck i guess i I live in florida now (laughs) Um, all right, let's move on to mine, and we're shockingly close on our ride vehicles. I'll just let you know that right now, <laughs> um, because the outside of my building is actually shaped like an old abandoned naval base, so it's got that kind of dome shape to it, and you walk inside, and it's essentially like an abandoned fallout area. Uh, it's set up with, like, mess halls that you can see, various bits and bobs of, like, broken metal. So it's clearly that, like, some guerrilla group has taken over this naval base. 
Um, now, as you make your way through the line, you kind of start to reach these cages that you can't really see what's inside. It's kind of like darkness, but you just hear this kind of like... <laughs> the loud grunting. And then finally, you get into the loading area, which is set up kind of like a Kong or a... Um, I hate to say a Fast and Fury supercharged. Uh, and that's also where your mission is explained to you as a man who is eventually revealed to be the captain appears on the screen and he says this. Ladies and gentlemen of the U.S. Volunteer Patrol, you are about to embark on the greatest mission of your entire life. For you see, moose poachers have run rampant across the state of... <laughs> I wrote the state of Canada and um, I don't think that's right. Yeah, that, that might need a, re uh, a little bit of editing work done. The nation of Canada, thanks to your efforts, we've rescued multiples of those moose and are prepared to bring them to a wildlife preserve in Alaska. The plan is quite simple. We fly the plane over the drop zone, the back door to the plane opens, and multiple moose will come pouring out of the back of the vehicle, primed to land in the drop zone. They also they do have parachutes, by the way. We're not just dropping. Oh, it's that new Disney movie, Operation Bullwinkle Drop. Shut up, because you're, <laughs> you're close to the name of the ride. <laughs> Unfortunately, as we all know, throwing moose from airplanes is in fact illegal in Alaska, and so we have one... <laughs> That's one of the two facts I needed to know for this ride. <laughs> that it's illegal to throw a moose out of an airplane? Yes. Hey, so, Rocky, watch me pull a parachute out of my hat. And so we've Again? Got, so we've got one chance to do this before the government takes us down. Good luck, recruits. And that's the opening spiel before you board... Oh, fucking Jim. Operation Moose Drop. Which is a screen-based ride where all the pa passengers board a replica airplane... That uh, you feel it soar off and take into the sky on a mission to save the moose of Canada from those evil poachers. And the ride kind of starts off pretty chill. And then you hear bullets come from behind you. And now you look. And there's the Alaska police chasing after <laughs> you in their planes. And that's when you begin rocking back and forth doing evasive maneuvers and there's mayhem all around you as the planes crash into one another as this massive dogfight goes through like mountains forests waterfalls and like the appropriate thing happens so like waterfall water hits you forest like you like leaves i fuck it i don't know um and then eventually you manage to lose all of the you've you've gotten away scot-free you're good <laughs> And then the captain goes, Alright, looks like we've lost him. We're approaching. It's time to release the moose. And that flight of the Valkyries kicks up as moose are released and start flying in front of you and like snowflakes are dancing around them. The parachutes are all opening and they're soaring towards their safety in their drop zone in this beautiful display until there's a sharp upward move of the plane. No one look at the moose, the captain says. It's illegal in Alaska to look at a moose from an airplane. We're already in enough <laughs> hot waters it is. We don't need more. That's the second fact I learned, that it's illegal to look at a moose from an airplane. 
Which, no pictures. I wonder if, if throwing the moose from the plane and looking at a moose from outside of a plane are connected somehow, but I don't know. Uh, but now as you kind of start to soar back up into the sky, uh, you smile at a job well done when, uh-oh, another plane appears on the horizon, but this one doesn't belong to the government, Jim Murphy. No, it's the... <laughs> Marty, we gotta go! It's the Libyans! No, it's it's the poachers, and they're basically flying towards you, and they start to parachute down, so basically they're immediately going after the moose, and that's when the captain announces, Alright, boys, looks like we're about to have to take some extreme measures. And at this point, it gets a little fucking buck wild, because... The entire hull of the plane flies up and away from you and out of the show area. And then all of the seats separate apart and it makes it feel like you're skydiving. Then you reach next to you and then there's a sh- like a Buzz Lightyear shoot gun. And it's your job to start kill all the- killing all the baddies. And this has now become a point-based shooting game. Um, and after you take them all out, you land on the ground, and that is where you, uh, land safely with a moose by your side. You get to name the moose, uh, after the ride and take home a certificate of a moose that you helped save. And then you get to go to the gift shop, where you can get moose ears, Operation Moose Drop shirt, shirts, uh, and then also, I had an idea for the like a nighttime show we could have in the Alaska Pavilion, and it's basically simulated northern lights where we use, like, water jets to show off the beautiful northern lights. So it looks like it's there, but it's really just projections going into water mist. But uh, other than that, yeah, that's Operation Moose Drop. And I'm not gonna lie, I did improv the whole thing about getting to name the moose, but I do enjoy this concept of like a figment-esque build-your-own moose, or maybe something like a portion of all ticket sales go to moose preservation, and if you ride the ride, you get to name the moose that you helped save. I don't know. I want to save two moose so that I can name one Jake and one Elwood. The Moose Brothers? Yeah, the the Moose Mothers. Uh, because I feel like if you're going to have the Alaska police on your tail, you might as well have Alaska Nazis. <laughs> I hate Alaska Nazis. I'm a soul moose. We, we got both kinds of music on this plane, country and, and western. western. I also like in the chat, Gaster says, uh, apparently in reference to me saying when the plane goes the right way, it turns buck wild. He goes, I think this was already buck fucking wild, redhead. <laughs> Um, I, I do think, again, uh, barring our, 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 uh, bring, referencing our semi catchphrase, it's technically possible, uh, there might be a way to make it so that a cart vehicle somehow turns into a, like, hanging coaster style vehicle with a gun. I, I don't know exactly how you would pull that off, but I think it could work they would just have to be strapped in the entire time on the ride i feel like most of the ride is technically possible until that last part kicks in where it's going to become extremely difficult um i think if 
again, I think if every person was strapped in and the cart was in a way where if the shell of the cart was in a way where you couldn't tell that there were like uh, guns involved. Yeah. That for the last section, they could like after the top of the cart comes off and people were kind of like, what the hell is going on? That if all the seats recline, if you then like kind of go in a half circle so that basically now if, if, if they recline back and you're flat and you're strapped in that it could spin 180 and as it's spinning 180, it could literally flip every single person around. So now they're hanging like face down and then it could lift off the like the floor sort of like a peter pan's flight situation somehow that sounds horrifying i just want to let you know it does it would it would be bad and hard to pull off in reality but i think it is technically possible well the way i was thinking was you would have basically like a tube that was probably like 50 feet and you're slowly getting lowered, but it feels, because there's wind coming up, it feels like you're going faster. And then there's a screen all around you, and that's where the bad guys come down and you shoot them. And then at the bottom are animatronic moose that you land next to. <laughs> and then you literally stand up next to the animatronics, get out, and then go through like a area back into the gift shop, and then all of the seats... All of the seats would then, like a bowling alley, come together, (laughs) and then the plane part would come from the top, and then they would sandwich back together, and then they would go get ready for the next one. Um, Also, Gaster has a new update for it. He goes, just make it turn instantly into a roller coaster. They have to shoot plane cutouts, and then when they shoot it, they would flash green and wireless give you a point that would be on the gun. I mean, that's actually, that could work too, but I really like the idea of getting to stand next to an animatronic <laughs> moose. Um, yeah, that might be the hardest part to figure out. Yeah, just that That way, would kind of freak me out, I think, depending on how realistic they were. Not only that, we'd have to make sure no one, like, punches the moose, no one abuses <laughs> the animatronic... Unless, no, no, no Russian spies try to like hack the attack moose. the moose or its squirrel friend. Don't hack the moose is the new catchphrase for this show. Uh, so Jim, it's been an episode. Where can the people find you on oh, the internet? That's, I, I'm on Twitter at apparently smart. Um, I, 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 apparently, I do know is that I don't want to be near an animatronic moose anytime soon. Yeah. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy all my books on Amazon, the Quizzle Corp trilogy, BS versus the gods. And of course, if you want to get a free audio book, a free audio version of any of those, go to audibletrial.com slash BS network. Get a free 30-day trial of Audible. Get access to over hundreds of thousands of audiobooks, including mine ladies and gentlemen check that out check out all the other shows at a load including the latest episode of fun fiction that mr jim murphy was on oh it's so bad where we talked about your favorite little purple boy and mine fidgmit so make sure to check hey, out the um, fidgmit episode I, I, uh uh question real quick before you get to the end uh what's the challenge for next week ah uh, 
Well, you see, Jim, before this started, I had no fucking idea. But while you were providing us with what your ride was, I was instead thinking about what I wanted the challenge to be. And I figured since we've established the last episode is essentially going to be, let's get every state we haven't done yet. I like the idea that next week we've not really made a weenie for the park yet. We've not made something to bring the people in yet. And that's why next week I want to ride about the American Revolution. All of America in one ride next week, ladies and gentlemen. So wait, you're you're not saying about the Revolutionary War. You're just saying a all of the U.S. together. You can do that, but I can guarantee mine will be about us kicking those English asses. <laughs> Uh, okay i will uh i will think about what to do that's right and of course remember to like i said check out all the other you messed up my flow dude you messed up my groove check out all the other shows at a load of pure bs.com make sure to support us on patreon patreon.com slash a load of bs or pop picking up some opposite attraction merchandise at merch.aloadofpurebs.com com and of course remember to go to opposite-attractions.com listen to all the older seasons and all the older episodes of this season as we're starting to wind down ladies and gentlemen and then of course remember to find Jim and me on Twitter at op at show that's spelled O-P-P-A-T-T-S-H-O-W are you down with O-P-P?